Welcome to Postcolonial Space. I'm Masood Raja, and today I briefly want to talk about a concept that I had theorized and discussed in one of my books that came out in 2016, and the title was Talibanization of America. So the concept that I'm talking about is what I had termed secular imperative or civic imperative. And I developed this concept while discussing the way the Christian conservatives, evangelicals, and others think of United States as a Christian nation. And they always assume that since their own religion is deeply humane and compassionate, somehow if America becomes a Christian nation in the true sense of the word, it will become great and it will be the ideal place for them to live. But but my argument was that any religious ideology, if it is allowed to go into its own ways of articulating the world, will end up being exclusivist, will end up being fundamentalist, because there is nothing challenging the logic of its own unfolding. And so my idea was that what keeps, let's say, American Christianity from becoming a deeply, deeply exclusionist and fundamentalist movement or politics is the civic imperative or the secular imperative of the Constitution itself. Now, because people live in the 21st century America and there are laws, mostly secular, and that there is a thriving civic culture and public culture, there is no way that even the most ardent interpreters of the Bible can convince the public to follow certain tenets of, let's say, the Old Testament or, or for them to implement those. And because of that, the churches, even when they are the most conservative, have to reshape their vocabularies, reform the way they present themselves, and would only talk about certain issues within the in-group. And it is that civic imperative that forces the church or any other religious organization to be aware that there are certain things that they cannot implement and that there are certain things they can't even express in public. And without that civic imperative, if you take that away, any religion, any religious ideology, if followed to the extreme, will end up creating what I had termed a destructive world, a world that's exclusionary in which people will already create the inside group and the outside group and eventually try to either vanquish or transform or convert the outside group. That's what my argument was and the logic behind was that any self-sustaining system of thought or practice or religion needs these imperatives from outside to keep it in check, to keep it thinking about itself, right, and to keep reforming. And if that is not there, then any religious ideology could become and can become destructive. And you can see the examples in other religions as well. I mean, for Christianity, you don't even have to go far. If you go far 200 years back in history or 300 years back in history, you will see the Christian so-called monarchs doing atrocious things in the name of God, in the name of religion. 
the punishments that were meted out to the heretics including you know torture burning at the stake all of that was possible because the entire cosmos of politics and thought was informed only by the religious interpretation of the sacred texts if you want to look at other religions of course isis and taliban are another great example or sad example of when one group has the political power the military force and the will to impose it right and the power to impose their will then they turn inwards and the practice that unfold is a kind of a politics of death a thanato politics because there is no civic or secular imperative forcing them to be reformative or to change the way they present themselves so they can really represent themselves in brute vocabularies and languages because they know there is going to be no challenge this was what i had argued in my brief book talibanization of america in which my argument rested on this idea that this fiction that people have created that somehow if one religion is implemented in united states us will become a more humane and compassionate and better world doesn't take into account that that thought even is possible because they think of their religion functioning within a world in which there can be certain challenges posed to it both secular civic right and logical and they don't think it through they don't realize that if if they were to simply rely on one theological explanation of the world and go into interpreting it it will become eventually one of the most exclusionary and repressive system no matter what the religion so these are some of my ideas on this topic i hope you know these are useful to you and uh, the reason i decided to share these thoughts with you is of course i would like you to read my book but i've been hearing a lot here in united states and in my native country pakistan as to how people offer different kinds of religions as solutions to all our problems and what they don't realize is that any religion if implemented uncritically right and if it doesn't take into account the diversity of the place where its dictates are being implemented will end up being a repressive system and will end up creating a system that is repressive right and that forces other people to conform right and you can see the examples right now extant in the world wherever people are using religion to prop up their power they make it into an exclusive domain it then creates its own systems its own enunciating subjects who then go and enforce those rules on others and even in you know in the so called um powerful nations i mean think of saudi arabia infrastructurally a modern nation right i've been there everything is clean beautiful beautiful roads but they don't just follow islam they follow one particular interpretation of islam by abdul wahab and because of that it's not only that they believe that that's the only way to think the world and and run it they also find other muslims even sunni muslims they find them to be suspect they find them to be not 
good enough Muslims because they are measuring them against what Abdul Wahab said. Uh, to the point, if you look at their policies, if uh, I don't know if they do it now, but in the 70s or 80s, if if anyone from South Asia went for Hajj, they would confiscate your Quran that you brought with you and give you the official version that they had produced because they somehow believed that even the Qurans published in the rest of the Islamic world are not authentic enough. And then if you look at what they are doing in terms of their law, how they treat non-Arabs, right? Those are not things that come out of the religion. Those are the things that come out of a practice of religion which has become so exclusive that it relies on one strict interpretation and its marriage with the political system, right? And so that's how even the established religious, you know, societies and polities become destructive and become terrible for people who may not agree with them. If you want to see the examples in United States, increasingly as more and more evangelical conservatives and others become politically powerful, uh, the policies, the laws that are either being debated or passed in different states are always laws that try to control women's bodies, human beings' sexuality, and try to create an American self that in their opinion is the true American self and against that they can posit all the others like the Catholics, the Muslims, right, the gays and lesbians and all of that is justified and made possible because a certain group of people believe in one interpretation of the world, one religious interpretation of the world and then that unleashes legal aspects of repression but then within the culture you know, the non-legal but humanistic enterprise also becomes intolerant, also becomes judgmental, also becomes exclusionary. So these were some of my thoughts in the book and some of the things that I think every day, you know, when I think about the world. And I know this is not what you probably are looking for when you come to this channel. But I thought I should, you know, try and share these thoughts and see what you think. Um, if you have any ideas or uh, views about this, please feel free to post them in the comments or share them with me and I'll be very happy to address your concerns. Thank you so much and as always, I am grateful for your presence in my life and I will now be back with an with another episode on some other topic. Until then, thank you so much and as always, peace and love.